0: This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Clavio. Clavio helps brands build relationships across any distance, delivering email marketing moments your customers will appreciate, remember, and share in good times and bad. And since it's all driven by real-time e-commerce data, you can make sure every interaction feels more personal. When you have a 360-degree view of a customer, the growth possibilities are endless. Visit Clavio.com/ducttape. duct tape. To schedule a demo, that's slash duct tape. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance. My guest today is Michael Zapersky. He is the CEO of Consulting Success, author of a book by the same name, Consulting Success, as well as Elite Consulting Mind. And today we're going to talk about a new book. Act Now, How Successful Consultants Thrive During Chaos and Uncertainty. So, Michael, thanks for joining me.
1: Hey, John. A real pleasure to be with you.
0: So I signed a contract a couple months ago for my next book, which is going to come out in the spring of 2021. Um, So uh, you had a little different path for Act Now. Obviously, chaos and uncertainty was going on. And so you wrote a book about chaos and uncertainty. Was that a three-week process, um, uh, a, a different way to write a book?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it was about probably two and a half, three weeks from concept to, uh, selling it and putting it out there. Uh, so, you know, really we, we just move quickly. Um, the way that I always approach things is not to try and attain perfection because I don't think it's possible, but rather just to take action. And so imperfect action. And, um, you know, I kind of rallied the troops of six thought leaders in the space that I knew, uh, People like uh, Jill Conrath and Rita McGrath and Martin Lindstrom and John Warlow, Dory Clark, uh, and interviewed them about what they saw going on in in the marketplace. Uh, I had my own beliefs and what we were sharing with with clients, but uh, I wanted to hear what some others were were thinking as well. And so we took those interviews and best practices and, and turned it into a book to really help and support uh, consultants all around the world in all the different industries on what they can do now, not only to manage and survive, but, but really set themselves up to to thrive.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Of, of course, there's been a lot of, you know, a lot of people have kind of come into this space because they're trying to support their clients, their relationships and, you know, talk about what what could we do now. And, you know, I'm struck by the fact that so much of it is what we should be doing all the time.
1: hundred um, percent. You're
0: right. And not so much like, oh, now we need to do that. Now we need to get closer to our customers, you know? And I think sometimes you know, we, we get a little complacent. Um, and so some of that happens, but, but that's, you know, even, even I'll, I'll just share some of your strategies, you know, focus on opportunities instead of setbacks. I think that's great entrepreneurial advice, no matter what, <laughs> no matter what, you know, focus on value creation, on gratitude. I mean, um, obviously, you know, you get this sort of shock and it's a great reminder, isn't it? I, th-
1: I think it is. And, um, you know, really what this time has done for so many of us has given us perspective and, um, often, you know, in business, uh, people are are found to be just working in their business rather than working yeah. on, on their business. And so I think the opportunity that comes from what's going on in the world right now is that it's the world is slowed down a little bit. Uh, we all have a little bit more time to, to breathe and to think. Many of us have been in situations where we've been isolated, you know, by choice or otherwise. And so we have to kind of uh, just think about things a little bit differently. And so as we have more time to think, we can Uh, look at ways that we can just do things a little bit differently. And when we're just so busy working day to day in our businesses, those things, those, you know, those kind of fundamentals often kind of get pushed to the side. And uh, when you're trying to find some new technology or new opportunity. uh, And so really these, these basics are, are, as you mentioned, these are principles. These are things that we should always be doing, but even more in a time like now, because so many are not doing anything. They're waiting for this to pass they're hoping that somehow things will get, get better and they'll try and restart. But what they're not seeing is that if they just wait, uh, it'll be harder for them to restart. And so those that act now, those that take action uh, and that look for ways to uh, serve and add more value for their clients, plant seeds right now for their business that can benefit them into the future, w- really will reap those rewards.
0: So one observation that that I've made just in the, in the folks that I've spoken with is there seem to be people falling in two camps. Uh, unfortunately there certainly are businesses that were in the wrong place at the wrong time i mean they're you know they're hanging on if 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 they are you know i mean sure. that just um you know there, there's no question that that certain businesses got wiped out but there are a lot of businesses that i see that that had very strong followings had very strong were, were very community oriented they had raving fans um and a lot of those businesses are are seem to be saying now is the time to actually cement that relationship, you know, now's the time to, to actually do more as opposed to do less, even as, as hard as that sounds, I read an article from the uh, 2009 recession and, and uh, it was in uh, Forbes or Harvard business review, I think. And they said the, the companies that actually um, in the downturn kept their people invested in their people as opposed to cutting back, you know, every dime they could were yeah. the ones that actually came out
1: better. Well, that's, I mean, we, we just brought on <laughs> two new people into into our team in the last uh, month and a half or so. I feel like I'm working more, um, at least at a kind of you know higher level of of intensity than I typically would. Uh, Because we're spending a lot more time with our clients and it's not that we don't spend time with them before, but we've just added on additional things, you know, more office hours, more one to one calls. I spent one Saturday morning out for a walk in my neighborhood because it was allowed and there was no, you know, not many people um, calling clients and just saying, hey, how are you doing? How's your family? And so I think this is the opportunity just to create more valuable relationships, not the time necessarily to try and sell more right now. Yeah. Although there is an opportunity for that because people are still buying. Some people think that no one's buying. There's people buying. Um, but this is a time to really just look at how you can add value for those around you. Um, and so, yes, I am. I feel that I'm working more. Uh, we're investing more, but we're doing it because to me, business is not a short term game. It's not yeah. about how can you get rich quickly and, you know, go lie on a beach. This is about creating value, serving, making an impact And if you're committed to that for the long term, then why not plant those seeds right now? Like when the stock market went down, you know, middle of March, while people were were freaking out and wondering how much lower it could go, I was buying, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I was buying because I've seen this before. I know what happens, and that doesn't mean that it won't go down again. It might not go down even further than where it was, but I'm confident that when you look at history, right, there are some things that do repeat themselves. This is a cycle. Uh, It's a terrible time. I mean, I know people that have had family members that have lost their lives, and it's it's sad. I mean, that's tragic. But uh, this is not a time to just sit back and wait. This is a time to look at how can you add value? What opportunities are, are there around you? Uh, and then to make the most of them.
0: Yeah, and I think I think one of the things that um, is probably not being said enough is, is there's so many people, you know, change is a hard thing for a lot of people and they really resist it. and So they don't do things that maybe are even in their best interest, you know, because, oh, I don't know. I'm comfortable, right? Now, right, and I think that when you have this massive sort of upheaval, there's so many people now ready to say, "Okay, I need to reimagine, you know, what I've been doing." Um, and I think I think there's opportunity in that, no matter what you're doing, uh, because you know there's so many people that that are willing now to do something that they were not willing to do six months ago.
1: There's a an illustration that we have in the book, and it's of a pair of glasses. Uh, and you know, every day we all we all have this opportunity to make the same decision. It's you know, are we going to look at and focus on the positive things in our lives today and, and be yeah. grateful, or are we going to just you know be negative and try and find what's wrong with every situation? Every day we we put on those those you know those lenses, um, and so that image and the illustration in the book really signifies that there's two kinds of people right now. You can choose to use this as an excuse not to do anything, like this, yep. you know, nothing's going to work, no one's buying, and then you take no action. Or you can look at this and go, "Well, I'm going to make the most of this. Um, maybe I've been working in the corporate world for for many years, and I'm and I would now want to go off and get into the world of consulting or start a business or whatever it might be." And we've seen many people, you know, uh, reach out to us doing that exact thing because they finally realized that that you know stable nine to five job or the situation they were in, yeah. it really wasn't what they wanted. And so for some people, this is this is a wake up call. And I think that if you are that kind of person where you're willing to, to find opportunities to focus on the positive, to look at every situation and go, okay, what can I do to make this, you know, what I want it, uh, want it to be, uh, and just that side of it, then there's plenty of opportunity now, you know, more opportunity than has been in, in, a, in quite some time.
0: You and I both work with, um, consultants and we've, um, we were talking, uh, off the air. Um, we've seen a real uptick in interest in just what you described people saying, you know what, maybe now's the time, but, one of the questions that, that, you know, obviously people want to start a business, they want to get customers. Um, I think businesses that are stable, that have customers have found that, okay, there is a, there is the ability to kind of do more to innovate. But what are you, what are you telling people now that want to start that business? You know, because the environment for maybe going out and networking and, and you know, doing some of the things that we might do to get yep. a new business as a startup has gotten a little tougher. What are you telling those folks?
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's, um, you know, selling right now and making offers is, is not as easy as it was or not as, you know, call it acceptable uh, as it would have been uh, three, four months ago. Uh, yeah. But where I do see a, an amazing opportunity for people right now uh, is to build their platform, to start to position themselves as the authority and expert that they want to be seen, uh, to focus on getting clear, you know, who is the ideal client that I really want to serve How do I want to help them? What is the message that I want to put in front of them? Uh, And and then to consistently provide value to those people, so that even though they may not be buying in the next week or the next month, when they are ready to buy, when the time is right, I'm the first person that they think about. Uh, And everyone can do that. I mean, this is a great opportunity to just give, to provide a lot of value, to serve. We have one client in the medical space who, you know, they're working with different healthcare institutions. They're very busy and they're and they're buying a lot because they need a lot of help. they went, they went in with an initial offer just to kind of work pro bono. It wasn't about, hey, how can I extract money from you? It was how can I serve you? How can I add value? Very quickly, that healthcare association said to them, listen, uh, what you're doing with us is really great. We need more help, uh, you know, and recognize this is not going to be for free. So how can we put together a contract where we can engage you, uh, you know, in a, in, in a paid program? Uh, so that turned into a project for them. We had another client in the compensation um, and benefits space, and they went in. Uh, their typical offer wasn't really getting much traction because at a higher price point, they've now lower that price point, but that doesn't mean that they're working the same amount of hours or time for less money. They just reduced and extracted what they typically would have provided. So they're now doing less work, right? Less intensity, less involvement, but a lower price point. So it's still profitable for them. But by doing that, by being flexible, by finding, you know, not as staying at the same uh, kind of offering or price point as they always would have been by kind of moving downstream, they were able to find, and now they have a lot of opportunity. They're making a lot of sales. So as long as you're flexible and you're open, as long as you look at this as, with a long-term mindset, I think there's plenty of great opportunities to to come. Um, but the main thing is, is that you don't wait. You don't go, oh yeah, no one's buying right now. I'm just going to see how things pan out, and I'll maybe consider this, you know, months down the road. Do it now, because the seeds that you plant today with people, uh, and you keep nurturing and watering them and taking care of those seeds, they're going to turn to you know beautiful apple trees that will give you uh, fruit for hundreds of years. I think someone said an apple tree can take three or four years to to actually bear you know bear mm-hmm. edible fruit. But once you have it, it right, it'll, it'll last many years for you in, into the future and, and create a lot of wealth. So now's the time to be, uh, to be doing that.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the growth marketing platform most recommended by other business leaders. In uncertain times, supporting your community and growing relationships with your customers is a strategy that will be appreciated, remembered and shared in good times and bad. Open and empathetic communication with your customers is key. Email is and always will be one of the best channels for delivering these communications. Visit clavio.com slash duct tape to schedule a demo. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash duct tape. So a lot of uh, authors, speakers, even consultants you know, I've looked at this and said, gosh, my, my kind of traditional path to revenue has gone away, but there's virtual opportunities.
1: Sure. So
0: you're going to see a flood, a flood over the next, you know, six months of people creating courses and membership programs and uh, even doing just virtual paid events. Um, how do you, how do you see people? I mean, it in many cases, Those folks should have had those other revenue streams, you know, prior to this. But um, how do you now see, you know, not just falling in for for somebody who's considering that? How do you just not fall into the herd, you know, of people that are doing it? How do you how do you stand out now? Because I think the bar is just going to get higher and higher as you you start having Google's and Facebook's and all those kind of companies, you know, coming into the virtual content production and event space. You know, it's going to it's going to raise the bar, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm less interested in the format um, and I'm much more interested in the value. And yeah. what I mean by that is, as long as you stay focused and get clear through conversation and, and validation as to what is the real problem that your ideal client wants to solve, then then you can come up with a, you know, a creative and unique format to address that specific problem. So rather than just saying, I'm going to create a course because other people are creating a course, I'm going to put it out there and try and get people to buy it. That could be a hard sale. But if you focus on having conversations with real ideal you know, buyers that are meaningful, that you go deep and you identify what is the problem they have, what is the value they want, you know, what, what's, what does success look like for them, then you can figure out, well, okay, should we deliver that through a course, through a series of online workshops? Should it be a webinar? Uh, I just actually spoke to a client before jumping on with you here, John, who's in the mining space And uh, he's looking at also how can he create more leverage in what he's doing. And so that isn't about, you know, typically he would have gone on site in different places in the world working with these large mining companies. Well, that's not happening right now, but what he can still do is he can provide um, the very similar kind of support that he would virtually. He can look at how he can turn that into advisory retainer type of ongoing work. He can look at maybe how does he do some training and workshops for those clients, but it's not about starting with, just the format. It's more starting about okay. What is the real problem that you're looking to solve? And when you when you lead with that, then I think you connect better with the buyers because buyers then don't see you as just another person that has a course. They see you yeah. as a person that really wants to understand their business and has a, a solution that is right for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, do you think there are any um, do you think there are any tactics in the marketing world that that are maybe going to come out of this? You know, we started talking about kind of the virtual meetings and things that, that you think will come out of this, that'll stick.
1: Uh, well, certainly not. I mean, this idea of, uh, of webinars, but I think webinars on a smaller scale, meaning it's almost like a, um, you know, mini workshops that you can do live. I think that's a really interesting opportunity where uh, whether it's just one-to-one or mm-hmm. it's inviting a small group of people onto a little workshop that would look like a webinar, but it's the same way as you and I can see each other right now as we're recording this, uh, it would be a Zoom call where you have, you know, four, six, eight, ten 10 people and it allows you to still be very intimate with those people. I think I think that as a format um, to to engage people uh, will really work. And I think, you know, I do believe that we will get back to networking. I think we're going to be able to physically uh, shake hands if we really want to and hopefully everyone's sanitized. But, you know, I think that those days will come back. It'll take some time. Uh, but to me, yeah, there's uh, uh, on the technology side, that, that's where I see it. I'm not really seeing right now any new tactics. And I think that's because I don't just focus so much on tactics, John. I mean, I know you and I, we've been in this this world for, you know, kind of this game of consulting and helping others for for quite some time. We've seen a lot of tactics, a lot of technologies, a lot of fads and trends come and go. But at the end of the day, it's about the fundamentals. And to me, those fundamentals haven't really changed. They probably won't change so much. Some of the delivery mechanism, mechanisms might, uh, but I spend more time focusing on on the fundamentals than I do on the mechanisms.
0: Yeah, I, I think that um, I think that one of the I, I totally agree with you on that small kind of workshop thing because I I think all of a sudden you've got a whole bunch of behavior that's been created of people saying, oh, you know what. I can go on here for six hours and as long as it's engaging, as long as, you know, there's breakout rooms, there's some of the stuff that, that makes it, breaks it up for me, you know, this format works. And I, yeah. so I, I would agree with you. I think there's going to be some, some sort of repackaging of delivery, if you will, um, on a lot of those things. Let's talk a little bit about fees. Um, do you see, have you seen an upheaval in fees? Have you seen a real downward pressure, uh, on fees? Um, I'm curious what, what your take is on that
1: yeah both both ways so uh, I think the main the, the key thing here and I share this in the book is flexibility, meaning that uh you know if, if your standard fee was let's just call it fifty thousand um i think it's it's wise for every consultant right now to look at what would an offer that would be five thousand what would that look like and then likewise what what would a, what would a half a million dollar offer look like so don't just think that okay just because we're we're in a time of of uncertainty and chaos, it means that you have to reduce your fees uh, that might make sense but it also might make sense for you to look at how can I create higher levels of intimacy and engagement and work more closely with with a certain group of people where I'm charging significantly more because the successful entrepreneur or, or business owner or people that are truly committed to, to seeing a result, their problem is time. It's not money. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. You know, people, I think like you and I, John, um, we don't mind spending a little bit more if, if we're going to get the result that we want sooner. Um, right. I, I don't want to necessarily read through a whole, you know, big thing. If, if I can just someone can just give me what I what I what I need to know, or if I can pay a mentor or a coach or whatever to get the help that I need, to me that's more valuable. <clears throat> and so I think having that and considering what does a higher value, higher price point offer look like? What does a lower value, lower price point look like? Gives you more uh, more breadth, but more opportunity to to have people connect and and find something that, that works for them. And just again, one thing to really uh, add as a distinction is if you do look at a lower price offer, that should not be at the expense of your profitability. Uh, right. You need to look at, again, apply the 80-20 concept and kind of rule that the 20% of what you do you know, provides 80% of the output. So what can you do to remove inefficiencies? I think now more than ever, this is a really great time to look at our businesses and, and what we're doing and, and remove things that are inefficient so that we make our systems, we make our businesses, we make our process, we make our teams more efficient, more effective. And therefore, even if you're doing a lower priced offering, uh, the profitability on it, Either remains the same or increases for you.
0: Yeah, y- y- you know, one of the paths that I've been advising people, uh, quite frankly, is um, now might be a time to do less. Um, so instead of chasing the, you know, the thousand different, you know, shiny objects, you know, focus in on the six that actually make you money and yeah. and do better job there because then you're going to attract a better client who, you know, is going to actually become a referral source. And, and the bottom line is you're going to actually get good at producing results for that client. Yes. You know, as opposed to just chasing anybody who says they might pay you.
1: Well, I think that, I mean, th- this is a really great principle that um, going back to what you said earlier, we should be applying at all times, but we sometimes need a time like this to actually uh, analyze a little bit and go, yeah, I get it. like, why do I have 10 different offerings? And you know, like, wh- where did that all come from? And, um, I've, I've observed over the years, John, that uh, many people th- believe that you need to add to to scale or to grow, right? Like more yeah. more helps you, but in fact, uh, less is more. And you know, complexity doesn't scale. Uh, and so, uh, we always see growth not through addition, but rather through subtraction. What can you take away that is going to simplify your business, your offering, your message? And in almost all cases, that creates a better result. Yeah, awesome.
0: Well, Michael, where uh, can uh, people find your latest book and just find out about the work you do there at Consulting Success?
1: Yeah, thanks so much. Um, so, Act Now is available on Amazon, um, Kindle, paperback, and also on Audible. But if you want a free uh, copy of the, of the digital book, you can go to consultingsuccess.com forward slash act now. Uh, and there you can get a free copy of the full book in digital form uh, or of course it, it'll link you as well to amazon and audible and all that kind of stuff if you uh, prefer one of those formats but we're trying to get this to as many people as we can make an impact help people out and so you can get that for free if you'd like awesome
0: well, thanks for stopping by the podcast michael and hopefully uh, um we'll be able to run into each other out there on the road uh, when we can do that again
1: we'll, we'll hike a mountain or something soon thanks john